taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hello, PPC friends. It's another episode of PPC. And our rock star today is one of my favorites, one of your favorites. Yes, I'm speaking about Melissa Mackey, the search supervisor for Gyro. Hi, Melissa. Hey, David. How are you? I'm good. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Hey, I noticed that you wrote uh, a, another, another great blog post on your blog, which is called Beyond the Paid. You can see it at beyondthepaid.com. And this one was a little controversial. It's about ad testing. And uh, why is that a, a controversial topic? <laughs> it seems like there are as many opinions about how ads should be tested as there are PPC practitioners, practically. Uh -huh. um, I, I had seen some things floated around, um, some different theories about how to test ads and um, and Google has been making some announcements about you know what options are going to be available, and they keep saying we need to automate everything, right? Uh -huh. We need to automate bids. We need to um, you know use their bid strategies, and we need to let them optimize. And the prevailing wisdom uh, up until recently had always been: don't let Google optimize your ad rotation. You should rotate indefinitely. Um, and make your own decisions about which ads are winning based on your KPIs. Uh -huh. yep. And I still believe that to be true. I still believe that Google does not have our best interest in mind. They have their best interest in mind and their shareholders. Uh -huh. um, and so, and they, they pick winners too soon. Um, I've seen ads run just a couple of days and all of a sudden, one ad starts to get a lot more impressions than the other one, even if you're optimizing for conversions. Uh -huh. um, you know, it's it's almost like Facebook, where if you run Facebook ads and they pick winners really early and there's nothing you can do about it in Facebook. But in Google, there is. Um, and, and so, but I'd seen some dissension in the ranks out there. There was a PPC Hero article that um, recommended to let Google pick a winner, and then um, Marty, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I do. It's All right. Let's Rick hear it. Gerding. Rick, Rick Gerding. Gerding. All right. <laughs> Good old, sorry, Marty. <laughs> I slaughtered <laughs> your name. Um, he, he was also saying that, you know, that Google should really handle the ad rotation because of it. And his argument's very, very interesting. And you should go look at my blog post because I link to a deck that he presented uh, HeroConf London, um, where he kind of went through why he believes that Google ad rotation is best. And it has to do with all the different elements, um, such as search partner, network, quality score is determined at the time of the auction, things of that nature, um, which was very interesting. But ultimately, I, I still disagree. Uh -huh. Um, I, I still have, and I disagree because of experience. It's not just because I want to be contrary. Um, it's because I, I really have seen, you know, we've inherited accounts that were using optimized settings. We've tested the settings periodically over the years and have just found that 
again, like I said, Google picks a winner too early. Um, and when we have done it ourselves, you know, rotate evenly and pick our ads ourselves, we've gotten better results. And I show, shared some data in, um, in my post from an actual client who was using Optimize for conversions when we took over. Uh-huh. We switched it to rotate evenly and we are, we're using Adalysis, which is a great testing tool, by the way, um, to, to tell us when ads were winners based on the client's KPIs, not whatever Google decides. And um, got ultimately much, much better results, almost double the conversions year over year. So, you know, to me, the proof is in the pudding, but um, people still didn't agree with me. So it was uh, very interesting. Well, let's, let's back up to the top here. So I'm, I'm kind of baffled as to why Google and Facebook uh, choose winners so early um, when I agree with you that it's not possible for them to have enough data to to make a judgment. Any any idea why that happens? I think, again, they're just trying to maximize their revenue. Um, the winners tend to be, not always, because I've definitely seen exceptions, but they tend to be the ads with a better click-through rate, and then maybe conversion rate is also better, um, but not necessarily. And and I think they just look at conversion. I could be wrong, but uh-huh. I think they optimize for conversion rate, which will ultimately give you more conversions. But I don't believe they look at cost per conversion, uh-huh. um, which is a big factor. They don't certainly don't look at return on ad spend unless you're using, you know, a bid um, strategy that is target ROAS. Uh-huh. Um, so that's but that is separate from this conversation, in my opinion. Gotcha. So this is just related to ad um, rotation options and how you should, because target ROAS is really a bid strategy, not an ad test strategy. Truly. So those are two different things. Um, and, and I think that Google just picks the the CTR winner. It, it really appears that way. And I think that's why they pick early. And maybe they, I don't know, maybe they think they know better than we do. And Gee, and you know, a couple <laughs> days we we know through our infinite wisdom because we're Google, which ad's going to win. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, yeah, and you, and you make an important point in the article that um, there's this uh, mantra about run three ads or more per ad group, uh, and I think that's flawed for two reasons. One is that um, the more ads you have, the longer it'll take for enough data to accumulate to make a decision whether that's human or machine. Um, So I I always run uh, two ads at most. Mm -hmm. And then then there are some ad groups where you shouldn't do ad testing at at all because you'll never get enough data to uh, make a decision. And in that case, the best you can do is extrapolate the the messaging from another ad group or related with related keywords and uh, just forget about ad testing in, in low velocity ad groups. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Um, you know, there there are going to be low velocity groups and you can either do multi-group ad testing where you if they're similar enough, um sometimes you can group ad groups together yeah. and run the same ads across ad groups and then aggregate that data and extrapolate. It's it's not ideal. I don't like to do that, but I have done it. Um yeah. 
with good with good success. And you're right about the three ad thing. I mean, again, we've inherited accounts with three, four, five, six ads, ten, <laughs> ten and sometimes more than that. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know if people just write a bunch of ads and then throw everything at the wall at the same time. Um, but then you've got, you know, maybe, I mean, potentially one winner and nine losers, you know, sucking up your money. Right. <laughs> um, it just doesn't make sense to me. Oh. I, I, I have heard a couple of times, I've heard clients say, well, we, we're running a bunch of ads to avoid ad fatigue. And um, I don't think that makes sense in search campaigns. I think uh, one should assume that every search is unique is and every searcher is seeing an ad for the first and only time. I know there are exceptions to that, but um, I, I, I think there, there's a, as much of a danger that they'll miss an ad if it's different, um, wanting to see the same thing because they're, they're backtracking and, and doing a, a duplicate search. There's, there's at least as much danger of that as there is to um, that, that an ad is going to get stale and uh, turn off searchers. So, yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. So, I, here's a little story to tell you okay. <laughs> to illustrate that. Um, I started doing search in 2002 yeah. and I was working in house. And recently, within the last couple years, um, that, that company asked me to come back and audit their account because they have people running it who really aren't search pros. They're you know, wearing a lot of hats and they wanted somebody who, you know, at this point was pretty far removed from it to come and look and see, you know, what was going on. And anyway, I went and audited the account. They were running some of the same ads that I had started running in 2002 when, you know, when we first launched the account, when AdWords was brand new and they were still winning. Wow. So there, at least in that case, again, it's a N equals one experiment, but in that case, there's no ad fatigue whatsoever because as you said searches people have a need and they're expressing the need they're not watching a program or you know flipping through their facebook feed right. and seeing things because i have seen stuff over and over in my facebook feed sure. and i do get tired of it but uh, that's not the same thing as doing a search and even if you did the search before maybe you didn't notice that ad but now your needs have changed, and, and maybe you do. I, I just think ad fatigue in search is, is a misnomer. I agree. Hey, speaking of ad fatigue, there's no ad fatigue in these ads from our sponsors. Listeners, please stay with us. and we'll PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. St. Jude continues to advance by increasing cure rates in childhood cancer. And donors are important to us because... You get the feeling that you have a team behind you. When it comes to research and advancements, there are some things that only we can do because we have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, 
saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs. We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them. Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Melissa Mackey talking about ad testing. And um, this is a good time to uh, get you to give us a little riff on ad analysis. Uh, I have used it. You you use it. I think it is a great tool. Uh, for those of you who want to look it up right now, it's spelled A-D-A-L-Y-S-I-S. So um, what is it and why do you like it? Uh, so ad analysis is, well, it started out as an ad testing tool um, solely, and it has actually morphed into more of a, a dashboard workflow product. Uh-huh. Um, but at its core... What it does is it, it takes all of your ads, so it connects to your Google and Bing accounts via the API, and it pulls in the data, and it will run all the statistical—I can't say it—statistical analyses for uh-huh. you. I know what it is, but I can't say it. <laughs> um, and it'll run several different. Um, KPIs. So it will look at click-through rate, it will look at conversion rate, it will look at cost per conversion, conversions per impression, which I love, and I've also written a blog post on that, so go look for that on my blog, Uh Um, and conversion value, uh, a couple other ones. Um, So there's several different KPIs that it looks at, and it will tell you on a daily basis what ads are winners and losers based on whatever statistical significance you choose. So if you say, I want 90% confidence, um, it will tell you whatever ads meet that criteria. So just from that alone, even if you don't use any of the dashboard features of, of the product, which are also super helpful, um, it, it, will, it will tell you what ads are winners and losers. So before ad analysis, we used to spend hours upon hours manually calculating those numbers. Right. We'd do an export from AdWords. We would get all the data. Then we would say, okay, and we had to run it through like manual tools ourselves. It was very time consuming. Sure. And it limited the amount of ad testing that we could do, especially with larger accounts, you know, where you just kind of had to focus on the top few campaigns or ad groups because you didn't have time to aver- you know, to analyze everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now with ad analysis, I just log in there every day and it tells me, hey, you've got two ads that are winners. You pause the losers, you can create new ads and you can even set up um, ads in a queue so you can write a bunch of ads uh-huh. have them all queued up in the tool and then ad analysis will automatically whenever an ad is losing on your KPI so whatever you say you know, if you say I want click through rate to be my KPI then when there's a losing ad it'll pause it automatically and then pick the next ad in your queue and automatically start testing it wow that's really so, powerful it really is, and and for the price, it's being practically given. They're adjusting their pricing, I think, starting in 2018, but it is still a steal. Um, just when you think of the hours that you save and the actual strategy and other things you can focus on right. instead of 
crunching numbers all the time. So I absolutely love it. Um, Brad Geddes developed it, and I know Brad has been on this show. Um, good friend of both David and myself, and it's just so valuable. One of my favorite tools. Yep, me too. So what was the controversy? You, you got a lot of input from your article. Um, how, how did that shake out? Yeah, it was so funny because there were some people who completely agreed with me. And, uh, you know, one person said that you were a newbie, lazy, or a moron <laughs> if, if you were letting Google <laughs> do, pick your winners for you. Wow. Uh, but then other people, including Marty himself, um, chimed in and, you know, made the point that, you know, you're, you're really, you're, you're looking for winners and losers in ad testing. And then he said, there's ad rotation, which is kind of a separate thing, which is showing the right ad at the right time. Yeah. Um, and the fact that there might be multiple good ads, depending on, you know, whether the ad is running in the search partner network or um, whether it's running in Google search or whether it's on a high quality score or a low quality score, um, it, you know, and, and so he, which again, I think is an excellent point. Um, and something I hadn't thought of, frankly, I, I know I've looked at results segmented by network, but honestly, my take on that piece is if you're running ads in Google search and in search partners, you don't care about individual auctions. You care about the aggregate of your results. Ad potentially is running in both. Now, I guess if you look at your data and you find that you had one ad that ran way more in search partners than the other one, then that might throw things off. But I, I can't tell you one instance in all the accounts I've managed over the years where that was the case. Yeah. It's almost always a very even. If you're set up to rotate evenly, it's a very even rotation. Um, and and so every ad has the option to show in both places. And when you start looking at numbers on at scale, it doesn't matter, right? Right? Like one's a winner, one's a loser. Yeah. So that's my take. Okay. Well, um, I had a long conversation with our Google rep recently about this, <clears throat> and I'll tell you the part that I I think I agree with, and that is that Google has data. Uh, across all platforms, uh, all devices, all uh, times of day, day of week, geography, um, search history, etc. for every search that's done. And they ought to have lots of data to um, bring to bear to the decision about uh, what, what ads are winners and what are losers. But that, that still doesn't explain why are frequently chosen as winners and losers based on scant data, based on mm -hmm. you know a handful of clicks or even a handful of impressions. Right. So I, I can't get beyond that. No, I can't get beyond that, that either. And and again, I understand that. In, and in Facebook, to to reiterate what I said earlier, that's all we have. I mean, I guess they kind of sort of put a new rotation thing in recently. But for the most part, if you've been running ads in Facebook for any period of time, you're kind of stuck with Facebook you know, basically deeming one ad a winner and not serving as many impressions for other ads. Right. Um, and, but so, and, and we can look at that and go, well, I'm getting decent results from Facebook, but decent compared to what, yep. you know, would your results be better if you had a rotate evenly option in Facebook that was actually an even rotation All right. like Google's and you started doing 
A-B testing and, you know, swapping out losers and swapping in winners. And, and if the winners actually, you know, if the, if the new ads actually had a chance, <laughs> which they uh-huh. don't right now, um, you know, would that get you even better results? And, and I think that it probably would. And, and I just can't argue with the results I've seen over and over again across multiple clients in different verticals where results doing rotate indefinitely than someone else running the account who was doing optimize for conversions. And all of this is brought into sharper relief by the fact that um, as of recently, in both Facebook and AdWords, uh, you can set up experiments where uh, it, the, the platform rotates through uh, different messages in the headline and the second headline and the description, et cetera, uh, similar to what analysis does. Mm-hmm. So in both cases, the algorithms are deciding when uh, enough data has accumulated for uh, determining winners and losers. And based on what we've just said, uh, I'm not sure I can trust it. No, no, I definitely don't trust it. And, and that's the frustrating part. If, if, I, if I saw that ads ran for at least a week, <laughs> because there's day of week variances, that very short tests are not accounting for. Um, And, you know, if I saw that that things were a little bit more fair after that point in time, then I would be more willing to to say, okay, I'll give it, because, you know, obviously Google's algorithms and and data is getting better and better. The more Mm -hmm. data they have, I'm not saying they don't have data, but I'm saying they don't understand our business the way that we do. Yes. That is the bottom line. And speaking of understanding business, these sponsors do understand your business, and you should pay attention to them, right? We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, so social the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. ZoSocial is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let ZoSocial give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. 
Again. We're back in the home stretch with Melissa Mackey. I, I, want, want, I wanted to talk about one other blog post you uh, published recently. Uh, the title of it is What Type of Info Really Sells Your PPC Audience? So you're a big fan of audiences as I am. Um, take us through that premise. Yeah, so I was kind of going through, you know, people, every year I do a poll on my blog in December. Actually, I'm getting ready to, to put up my 2017 poll here in the next few days, hopefully. Um, and, and everybody last year wanted to hear about audiences. So I wrote several posts about that. And, you know, obviously audiences are are super important, I think, partly because of, of social media um, and the fact that that's how you target. But I went through, you know, mostly on a B2B focus because Gyro is all B2B, so that's what I world I live in, um, and just talking about different kinds of offers that you can use to different audiences. So, um, and I think that this is a good list of things you can try, especially if you're doing any remarketing, if you're doing social. Um, you know, I, I went through, for example, if you have a, a product that people can try, you should do a free trial. You can offer a, a white paper, valuable information. You can offer people a free consult where they can talk to an expert. Um, things of that nature where people can, you know, choose these different offers. So in other words, it's not e-commerce. E-commerce is so easy, right? Like somebody buys a printer and then you retarget them with cartridges or, you know, peripherals, paper, you know, things like that. It's so easy. Um, not to say that that it's not a lot of work, but yep. often the path is much more easy to see than if you're selling some kind of enterprise software and hardly anybody's going to buy that right on the first click. So you're going to have to put people into audiences and then retarget them in some way. Um, so I was just kind of outlining some things that we've done with our clients that work well and, you know, talking about how you can use that looking at various audiences. And so it's just a, a, a tickler file to get people's ju creative juices flowing right. on thinking of ideas that they can use when it's not a, a simple e-commerce sale. Right. And you, you kind of underscore um, an important point that I, I think uh, – display advertisers frequently and that is that uh, well, since since display uh, ad viewers are not doing a search for a product or service um, they're not really ready to make a deep commitment so it's kind of uh, unrealistic to expect someone seeing a display ad to take a heavy commitment conversion action like actually buying something immediately and uh the types of uh, ticklers that you have proposed here are all relatively low commitment offers that uh, will work better with display advertising than the really hard, you know, hard sell. See what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's that way by design because, again, many of these products and services, whether you're looking at display or even if you've done a search um, – you're not going to convert right away and you're probably not going to convert online. So these are designed to get people into some kind of a nurture flow yeah. um, where you're either contacting them via email or they go into a sales force and salespeople start, you know, again, depending on how you do your lead scoring, um, 
you can determine which actions. You know, if somebody's asking for a price quote, they're probably ready to talk to a salesperson. Um, but if they've just downloaded a white paper, they're probably earlier in the process, and maybe you just want to put them into an email drip campaign. Right. Um, but the idea is that these actions start taking place outside of our realm of search, display, um, social, and get them into something that's a little bit more high touch. Right. Because the people aren't going to buy a you know six figure software program by putting in their credit card and you know filling out a form. Unlikely. Unlikely. <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> Don't think I've gotten seen any of those. <laughs> oh, love to have a few. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. If it was that easy, right, we'd all be doing it. That's right. Hey, Melissa, unbelievably, we've come to the end of the show. Man. I think I think the shows pass much more quickly with you than any other any other interviewee that I that I talked to. Ah, I hope. That's yeah, a good thing. <laughs> it is. It's an excellent thing. Awesome. Well, thanks for for being on, and uh, it will not be long before you're on again. Great. I look forward to it. Me too. Hey, and listeners, thanks for sticking with us. Come back for another episode of PPC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.